This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 790 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today it's a redo. This is kind of a uh, you know, where are they now episode, and we have Norman Love in the studio. Norman Love, you probably recognize the name, you've seen the stores, his company, Norman Love Confections. Norman, how you doing? Great. Thank you so much again for having me, Charlie. It's wonderful to uh, to be with you. Yeah, thrilled to have you. And for our listeners, number one, uh, you're listening to this episode. You have to go back to episode number 61 of the Good Neighbor Podcast to listen to the original interview that we did with Norman. And, and Norman, that is one of the highest ranking episodes we have, but uh, simply because what you got into and, and uh, your story is, is one that our listeners don't want to miss. So go back to episode 61, but not before you listen to this episode, because we're going to get into what's happened since. Norman, I don't know if you remember, but you know we did that interview right at the early stages of that thing called COVID, and you know, life was in flux, and uh, uh, fortunately, we've gotten through that. And I understand you're still playing hockey. That Delaware County, Pennsylvania kid, uh, the, the hockey is still uh, in your blood. I love it. It is. It certainly is uh, my escape stress reliever from, you know, the hustle and bustle of uh, running a company, a business with 140 employees. But I certainly enjoy it as much as I did when I was yeah. a kid. All right. So a lot can change in a couple of years. I'm hoping that you've changed your allegiance from the Pittsburgh Penguins to the Philadelphia Flyers. Is that true? Did, did I hear that right? Charlie, um, you never heard that from me, so you got that very wrong. Well. So you continue Dang to it. enjoy your Flyers at the bottom of the uh, of the barrel. Uh, and I'll continue to go race there. for the Stanley Cup with my Penguins. How could it have gone so wrong for the Flyers? There's like no hope there. Yeah, that's beyond <laughs> terrible hockey team. <laughs> Embarrassment, perhaps, is a good word. Oh, man. So let's get into business. Uh, we have a lot of budding entrepreneurs. Uh, you have a lot of experience. Uh, your story is amazing. Uh, Norman, that one big lesson that you learned in business, you know, what comes to mind and what can you share for our listeners that would be helpful? I mean, obviously, there's many. Um, the journey of an entrepreneur, the hard work, the commitment, you know, the tireless effort um, is part of being an entrepreneur. It's part of starting a business and your involvement in a business 24-7 is, you know, is, is, is how you develop um, culture, how you develop products, and how you develop the business. And along those journey, these journeys, you find uh, obstacles, right, hurdles. Um, yeah. Everyone does. And I'm certainly not an exception to that. Um, we started in 2001 and, you know, we had, um, the financial, uh, uh, downturn of the financial world in 2008 and nine and how we overcame that and, uh, you know, uh, battering down the hatches and so much uncertainty, um, terrific team that continued to, to push forward, never compromising the quality. So I think the first message is, even during difficult times, the product always remains the star of the show. And the product of what got you there in the beginning should never be compromised. And I look back, and now 20 years we're in business. Um, mm. The product and the service 
are the two most important things that we do. Um, my team of accomplished chefs and incredible professionals come to work every day to do something right. And I think this is probably the number one lesson, the number one rule for me was no matter how much adversity, no matter how much challenge, no matter how many obstacles, never lose focus on the product and make sure that the product is always the best. And for me, it was an easy recipe for success was make the product better than most, make the product better than all, and you minimize competition. And for me, it was always focusing on producing the best product that I knew how with the finest ingredients. And this is truly the you know, philosophical values of Norman Love Confections. Yeah. And for our listeners, uh, uh, as I'm listening to your remarks, Norman, I'm looking at your website, normanloveconfections.com, and talk about artistry. I mean, who knew you could make chocolate look like that? I mean... You, you truly, you talk about your chefs. I mean, uh, you've taken artistry and, and turned it into convections that um, probably, I, I don't know, you know, it, 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 I, I look at what you've created and I stop in your stores and it's like, do I want to bring this home to frame it? Um, you know, is it a work of art? Is this a sculpture in the room or do I want to eat it? And I want to do both. <laughs> well, you know, I think that, you know, from an early age of being in the kitchens, you learn that to listen to your customers and identify your customers. And Americans love to eat with their eyes. So yeah, food needs yeah. to be beautiful. It needs to be an artistic expression. And it also needs to be delicious, made from really fresh ingredients. And it's a lot of who we are and has always been. And my background within the um, culinary business has always been geared towards um, luxury hotels and quality and fine, fine dining. And this all starts with terrific raw ingredients and you know, beautiful presentations, and this is a lot of who we are. Yeah, awesome. So, how about looking back? It's the old piece. You know, one thing I would have done differently. Uh, you know, anything come to mind that if you could, you know, hit the old time machine, go back, I'd say, yeah, you know, maybe I would have turned left instead of right there. Well, I think that I I fell into. I've always been an entrepreneur, always since a young age. I just didn't have the guts perhaps to take that step out of corporate America with Ritz Carlton for so many years. It took me a long time to make that leap and, and with the responsibilities of a family, you know, and, and life is to, it was a big step at 42 years old to open a business, uh, an ultra premium chocolate business in Fort Myers in, in 2001. Um, would anyone even consider wanting to buy chocolates like this? Um, you know, it was a big question mark. So I kind of fell into business. Um, I was involved with a TV, uh, a TV Food Network startup show called The Challenge that I was developing and um, gave me enough income to leave Ritz-Carlton and balance my life because I was traveling pretty extensively over 40 weeks a year and small kids, and it was very obviously um, uh, draining on, on my personal life, my wife and, um, and family. So... Um, it was time to, after 12 years, was to, to leave Ritz-Carlton, and I began to make chocolates in a small 600-square-foot room. Um, I didn't know how to ship them. I would drive them to hotel friends that I knew because I was so involved in networking and recruiting for Ritz-Carlton as the corporate pastry show. So a lot of people knew who I was. 
So things snowballed. I mean, from Godiva reaching out to ask me to develop a product line for them and the community wow. embracing the things that we do from an early, you know, from you know, 2002, 2003, people finding me in this small medical building. Um, USA Today article was a big one early on that named us the top 10 best chocolates to buy for Valentine's Day. I was only in business for a few months. So I feel like we've been blessed. We've been fortunate, lucky. I think, you know, there's a portion of luck in owning and growing a business, um, but never deviating from product and trying to develop, trying to um, be better than I was yesterday. So, I mean, I've always wanted to be a small business owner. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I don't think I would have it any other way. Businesses grow. Um, and as businesses grow, that doesn't always mean that they're better. Um, they're harder to run as they get bigger. Um, and I've learned this, you know, it was fun um, in the early days. And then it becomes a much more serious um, business as you get older and you have the responsibility of many lives, their livelihood of so many families and the responsibilities and the decisions that you make affect those, those, those staff members. Um, yeah. So we certainly have, you know, dealt with a lot of um, adversity and we've dealt with um, a lot of tough decisions and business is hard. And, you know, COVID was hard. It was hard for somebody in my business. You know, there were, you know, corporate America stopped, the hospitality industry stopped. These are major areas of my business. You know, we were blessed that our retail stores could stay open and, you know, we were able to do, um, to do some business. But, you know, e-commerce was obviously a big, a big opportunity for us that grew um, an inflated rate um, during that time. But, hmm. you know, there was a lot of uncertainty and, you know, you plow through it and you keep your head focused and, um, and stay, stay, stay true to, to who you are and the product. And I think that these are, you know, decisions that are, you know, come naturally to entrepreneurs because you don't have a choice. You have to figure it out. And I think that's who we are. And, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, we've been fortunate that we were able to get through a couple of really tough times in the last 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you cover so much there, everything from staying true to your product or your service in business. Right. And it's so easy, when, especially when times get cut, uh, tough to look at, all right, you know, how do I cut corners? Right. And, and, uh, um, you know, that's, uh, that's something that, that obviously you did not do and, and, uh, big reason for your success. Uh, and then, you know, the other is it's easy for someone who's not an entrepreneur to look at a business, a business owner, what have you and say, oh yeah, you know, you mentioned luck a number of times just in your, your response there, but yeah, luck helps. But if you're not prepared, right, if you haven't done the work, if you haven't, if you don't have the passion. Uh, luck goes on to someone else who's working their their butt off, and um, uh, there's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that really no one understands unless they've been in your shoes, you know, and and supporting 180 lives, uh, and and you bring those home every day, and, and uh, uh, so um, yeah, really appreciate you sharing that, and yeah, the. Uh, the business challenges, I, I, I heard someone talking recently about, you know, that's really what business is all about, right? You know, finding new problems to solve. As much as we maybe don't enjoy that, you know, that's what propels us forward, uh, which really, Norman, leads us to the next question. And, and that with, with all your success, and, and certainly it's not been a straight shoot to the top, uh, uh, but 
the the fact that you've been able to do what you do, what is it that gets you out of bed every day at this point? You know, that higher why, what drives you today? I've always been a very self-motivated guy. Um, and, you know, as you develop a baby, a business, you know, you're passionate about that. You're in love with that and you want to continue to grow. And, you know, it's, the, the growth for me is not about the financial growth. It's about providing opportunities for my team. It's about providing continual improvement and opportunity for my team to grow professionally, financially. And I think that's a lot of the responsibilities um, as an owner. Um, we are in a pretty strong growth spurt right now, aggressively looking for 10 locations on the East Coast. We're going to open from South Miami into probably north of Palm Beach, maybe as high as Vero. Um, and we've been aggressively looking for real estate. Um, we think uh, our retail product would do great. And for this opportunity of growth comes opportunity for all of my team um, to grow and to be financially rewarded for growth. So, you know, as an owner, I think that what gets me out of bed is really my team. It gets me out of bed is that I have the opportunity um, to, to um, pilot, quarterback a company that... Um, is hungry for growth and opportunity, and my team, especially my key, key, key staff members, are hungry for more opportunities for growth and financial reward, and I think this is really what drives me every day. Um, I'm a competitive person, so the industry has um, certainly grown across the United States, artisan, ultra-premium chocolate makers, so this motivates me to be better. It motivates me to be more innovative, it motivates me and the team to be better each day. Um, we have a lot of moving parts here, and um, the continuous growth is e-commerce, um, the retail segment, corporate gifting, even our wholesale segment is continually growing, especially as we came out of COVID. There was a lot of smaller chocolatiers that perhaps went out of business or um, opportunity through hotels and um Casinos, clubs, resorts have uh, have been filtering in for us, which continually um, inspires my team to be creative and uh, and uh, to find new ways to uh, to grow our company. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I have one question that I I know a lot of listeners are thinking. I'm going to put it out there. Are you ready? What is your favorite conviction? <laughs> uh, if you had to choose one. What one would be your favorite? It's an easy answer for me because I've always been milk chocolate and caramel person. So uh, we make a couple different caramel things, but um, our Tahitian vanilla caramel confection, which is a soft, buttery caramel with vanilla beans and a little bit of Florida style inside of a delicious milk chocolate shell, is probably one of my favorite pieces. Um, my real weakness of sweets is ice cream, probably why we sell gelato. Um, and uh -huh. I'm, I'm a big fan of ice cream. It's how I started in this business. When I first moved to Florida from Pennsylvania, I was a pretty lonely kid. Um, was playing a lot of hockey um, in, outside of Philly. And now I was in South Florida going into 10th grade. Um, not a whole lot of ice hockey in 1973 in, yeah. in Hollywood, Florida. So I took a job making ice cream. And it was really the, the beginning of learning that these type of delicious sweets make people happy. And my art background, I loved art, and culinary arts was uh, what I found as a way to express art. So my humble beginnings uh, in Hollywood, Florida, it was a way to divert from 
my love of hockey um, to you know the work the working world, and I found another love, which you know 50 years later I'm still in love with and passionate about the pastry and chocolate industry. Awesome, awesome. Uh, that's a that that can you get that uh, confection with dark chocolate with caramel? Uh, so we make turtles. We make a dark and a milk chocolate yeah. turtle, which is a little bit different caramel, which is also super delicious with candied yeah. pecans. Um, yeah, that's one. And we do salted caramels, which are more of a chewy caramel um, that are uh -huh. covered in dark and milk chocolate with a little bit of French sea salt on top, which is just an incredible balance of sweetness and saltiness and really delicious. All right. I'm going to be going by the uh, Miramar outlets uh, in a few days. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping in for one of the <laughs> – well, heck, a whole box. Why just limit yourself to one? <laughs> I'm speaking – oh, go ahead. I'm not sure if I if – Last time we did speak, I had opened a store now in Sarasota by the UTC Mall right in front, which yeah. has been a really nice addition to Norman Love Confections and for um, the, uh, the, the customers in the Sarasota area near Lakewood Ranch. So we've been uh, really happy with our Sarasota store and continue to grow that store within that community. And we're looking forward to opening more retail stores um, around the United States, or excuse me, around the state of Florida, excuse me, yeah. um, in the very yeah. near future. So fill us in then. So, so locations. Yeah, you were you were just you mentioned the Sarasota store. I think you're in the process of building that. Okay. Um, obviously, you're in Estero. Yes. You have uh, a store in in the Fort Myers area, correct? Yeah, that's the one by Get Blue, which is the original where yeah. the factory. We did a massive renovation last last summer. Um, we expanded our packaging, our receiving, our fulfillment, our warehouses. We expanded our chocolate manufacturing. We purchased a little bit more. Um, uh, equipment so to help build productivity and build, make chocolate faster with never compromising the quality obviously but we uh, so we, we did a lot of expansion and a lot of renovation this past year to help position us a brand new website which you were referring to on uh, Salesforce Commerce Cloud to help to uh, fuel future growth nationally so a lot of moving parts right now to try to take the company to the next level you know we we are we are all excited that we think we have a great product um, we know how to move product around, so it's time to to open our wings a little bit and expand yeah. a, a little bit in in the future. Yeah. So for our listeners, I I, I because this can be held or heard all over the place. Uh, I I do see your product in uh, what was Whole Foods as well. Mm -hmm. um, you have an online they can purchase uh, chocolates online wherever they are in the country, right? Or for that matter. Yep. You ship overseas. Uh, <laughs> we do ship, but it's you know it's very expensive uh, international. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, priority like FedEx and so forth. It's very expensive. Yeah. So we really shy away from a lot of that. It just becomes unaffordable. Um, but uh, yes, of course, the continental U.S., Hawaii, and Alaska, we ship um, all states um, 12 months a year at normanloveconfections.com and it's a brand new beautiful website and we're continuously adding new products. So very excited about the future. Oh, super. Well, Norman, we'll let you get back to uh, doing what you're doing there. Really appreciate you coming on the show once again, and I uh, wish you the best going forward. Charlie, it's always a pleasure, and I uh, hope that you have a great day, and thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com, or call us at 239-224-4105.